0: Welcome to Choral Conversations. I'm William Baker. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Jamea Sale, who's the Executive Associate Director of the Choral Foundation and the Director of the Institute for Healthy Singing and Voice Research. We're coming to you today from the Jane Sullivan Choral Resource Library at the William Baker Choral Foundation in Roland Park, Kansas. This is a special episode of Choral Conversations. The Choral Foundation, since 1992, has had a choral intern program where we take aspiring young conductors for the purpose of giving them real-life experience in the work of running a national arts organization, conducting our ensembles and being a part of audition panels and everything that has to do with the kind of choral work they will be doing when they're in their own professional careers outside of school and outside of the Choral Foundation. So five of our former choral interns are here in the studio, including Dr. Sale, who's now our executive associate director, Christine Freeman, who is the associate music director of our Kansas City Ensembles, Emily Fish, who is our 21 through 23 choral intern, Nicole Winnie Williams, who was a choral intern that joined us from Atlanta and coming to Kansas City. And she is now Soprano Section Leader for the William Baker Festival Singers. And Megan Moore, who is a uh, singer growing in her reputation, both locally and regionally. And she was our choral intern from 2020 to 2021 and got the brunt of the COVID year. So, ladies, thank you for being here today.
1: Oh, it's a great pleasure to be here and to see all the smiling faces around the table today. I would just want to point out that there were a number of other people that interned, and of course we couldn't get them all here today. So how many have we had all together?
0: We couldn't fit everybody in the studio, but we have had 39 choral interns at the Choral Foundation between our programs in Kansas City and in Atlanta. The first one was in 1992. Her name was Adrian Redman. She's now Adrian Gustafson. She was a student at Saint Olaf College, and she now has a wonderful career as a director in the Atlanta area.
1: So, Christine, I'm going to turn to you because you were the first of the group that's here to go through the internship, and I'm wondering what attracted you to the program.
2: Uh, So I was in my first few years of teaching. I taught uh, kindergarten through eighth grade music at the time. And a friend of mine just asked me to audition for the group. So I had sung for one season with the group already and was working on my master's degree at KU in choral pedagogy. And um, after having worked with Bill for a year, I, I knew I could learn a ton. Like I knew that he could lead me uh, in a good path, and that I was very impressed with the organization's um, family atmosphere. I was new to Kansas City, and as soon as I joined the group, I felt like I had 50 new family members, new friends um, that I could call on at any time, and that's something I wanted to learn about how to build.
0: Christine, what was the, one of the the things, I guess, that you would consider um, an adjustment that you had to make when you got In front of a chorus of this stature and and a chorus of this size, and and the repertoire that you were doing, and you know, how was that going from what you had been doing as an educator to working in that kind of environment?
2: So, the biggest adjustment I had to make was the detailed level of listening that I was doing and being able to translate that to adults, um, moving from instructing other, you know college students in classes, and then working with smaller children, getting up in front of adults and going, oh, wow, that was so good. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what you just sang was amazing. I have no idea what to tell you to get better at. Um, and so I feel like that my year um, really honed my listening skills and how to take what I heard and change it effectively.
0: I remember working with you on uh, Moses Hogan's setting of the Battle of Jericho. And at the time, our Atlanta chorus was programming that and singing it uh, at the Spoleto Festival, Piccolo Spoleto Festival in Charleston. And we were able to fly you down to Charleston and have you conduct that at Piccolo Spoleto. And that is a, that was a wonderful memory. And that recording is actually enshrined on our album, Wondrous Love. This is the William Baker Festival Singers of Atlanta at Charleston's Piccolo Spoleto Festival, performing Moses Hogan's arrangement of Battle of Jericho under the direction of Christine Freeman.
3: The of talk about your kings of Gideon. Talk, talk about your men of Saul! You're trying to die by good old Joshua at the Battle of Jericho! That the Joshua. of At the Battle of bat- Jericho! Bat- Jericho. Bat- the bat- Jericho, the Battle bat- of Jericho! the Battle of Jericho! At the Battle of Jericho! At oh, the Battle bat- of oh, Jericho! At the Battle of Jericho! At the Battle of Jericho!
1: just heard the Battle of Jericho, arranged by Moses Hogan and performed by singers of Atlanta. What year was that?
0: It was 2008 at Charleston's Piccolo Spoleto Festival in the Circular Church in downtown Charleston that has been a place of worship for over 340 years.
1: Wow, Christine, that must have been quite an experience. Uh, It is one that I will never forget.
2: I learned so much from working with the Atlanta group and the energy in the circle, Circular Church is insane. It was uh, that day and um, maybe some of the best conducting that I've ever done because of the energy of the group and the instruction that I received uh, from Bill and definitely one of those moments that, that changes your life.
0: Well, in 2011, Melissa Schauberg, who had been our associate director for a number of years, uh, relocated to Iowa. And when she gave me that news after uh, um, having a little tearful time, she was such a great um, associate, I had no doubt what I was going to do. And the next call that I made was to Christine Freeman to invite her to take the role of associate director of the of our flagship chorus in Kansas City. Christine has served uh, nobly in that role since 2011 and has conducted a a number of things and appears on a number of our recordings. Um, One of my favorite is Hail Gladdening Light that we recorded in 2019. So I would like for us to hear William Baker Festival Singers, based in Kansas City, performing Charles Wood's Hail Gladdening Light. Just heard Hail Gladdening Light by Charles Wood, conducted by Christine Freeman, the William Baker Festival Singers in Kansas City, recorded in 2019. And that recording is on The Sacred Fire, one of our favorite albums, one that was lauded by the American Record Guide, which was a very exciting thing.
1: Also with us today is Emily Fish. Emily, welcome to the studio. You've been interning with us since 2021, and you also started your master's program at KU around the same time. How is it different to be working here with this group versus
4: what you're doing at KU? Um, I, it's really great to be able to do both um, around the same time um, because the program I'm taking at KU is only in the summer, so I'm with a very small group of uh like-minded choir directors and teachers and such. So it's really nice to be able to apply what I'm learning in my classes um, with the festival singers where we get to actually
1: um, do it. I I mean, I think that was my experience too, working with a group of professionals who um, were eager to learn, and this was kind of like their whole focus of being there versus being a student part of the time. And um, it was just exciting to do that sort of work. Um, what has been your favorite experience of your internship so far?
4: Um, my favorite experience has been um, this past season, we went down to Northern Arkansas and got to perform at Subiaco Abbey. Um, and I was uh, able to uh, conduct Praise's Holy Name, um, which was just a very uplifting experience, especially after a long weekend. So as I have been on the staff, Since my intern, I've
2: gotten to work with three of you during your internships, and um, I wonder, uh, and I'm going to ask Emily first, um, how you feel about the feedback you get from the group, in addition to the guidance that you get from Bill, and when I was interning from Melissa Schulberg, um, I felt that one of the things I learned was that what a community Music and musicians can be because our group is made up of so many um you know um choral directors and um people with education backgrounds in music um and I felt like I was learning from everyone, so I was wondering if you have had any experiences with the group learning from people in the group um besides just from the staff
4: yeah i'm i mean it it is really nice to be able to talk about. What happened during the rehearsal afterwards with everyone? Because everyone has their own perceptions, and it definitely like solidifies my own opinions on how I'm doing and how the piece is sounding. Just to hear from others and how how comfortable they're
5: feeling with it and such. So
4: yeah, it's been it's it's been great to work with so many awesome people.
5: <laughs> and yeah, I would definitely like to add on to that. Like Christine said, it has been. Um, so enlightening to work with so many people um, who have all different types of experience with choral music. I will never forget. Um, there was one rehearsal where we were practicing Hosanna to the Son of David by Orlando Gibbons. And there was something that we just weren't getting. And um, I had talked to Bill about it. But I had, you know, three different people approach me and just say, hey, why don't you try doing your stance like this? Or why don't you try a different rehearsal technique for this? And, um, it wasn't in a way that was like, you know, oh, shame on you for not, it was very uplifting and, um, really for the mindset of the group, um, and, and just performing the the music to a, a high caliber.
6: Like Megan said, our group is so gracious with working with people who are trying to learn. Um, you can really try anything and you can make as many mistakes as you want to with this group and they're still gonna follow you. Um and you know, they'll follow what you do in your rehearsals, but they're not going to let you drown in a performance. So it's just a very loving and caring, supportive environment. And I learned so much um as Megan said, you know, talking with members around me, going up to people after rehearsal and saying, Hey, did it did I come across clearly when I said this? Or did you feel like you understood my gestures when I did this? So collaborating with the group is really, really important and so helpful for just growing as a musician and a conductor.
0: I think so many of our, our folks in this group now um, have professional backgrounds. More than half the group are conductors. A large number are church musicians. A large number are music educators. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years is increasingly, it's always been there, but but even more in the last few years. How when our choral intern steps on the podium, there's no, oh gosh, now we have to work with the with the intern, and we're gonna lose rehearsal track. It's eyes on, loving on. How can we make this a great experience for for him or for her? How can we um, give them an experience that prepares them for when they are the music director. And I am, of, of the many things of this organization I'm proud of, this is one of the things I'm the most proud of. Probably doesn't hurt that when our choral intern is on the podium, they're looking at several former choral interns, <laughs> <laughs> looking back at them who have been this there in general. that situation. Yes.
2: And having been there, you give your best. You know, you, you're, your eyes are up. And I, I feel like the whole chorus does this: is that you, one hundred percent of your focus there, and you're giving your best so that they can have the best experience possible.
0: Well, when we got back from Arkansas in October of last year, we did praise His Holy Name at our our concert home here in Kansas City, St. Mary's Episcopal Church downtown. And Emily Fish, having done such a fantastic job with it in the tour performances, and like she said in enjoying its Subiaco, um, really got into it with the audience, and it was a very, very exciting performance, and I would like for us to share that performance with you. This is Praise His Holy Name, a gospel song by Keith Hampton, performed by the William Baker Festival Singers under the direction of Emily Fish.
1: was Emily Fish directing Keith Hampton's arrangement of Praise His Holy Name.
0: Well, Jamea, you have come from the role of student intern in the 2010 to 2012 seasons. I remember you conducting a group of uh, Russian pieces, and you had a lot of good, fun things in there. But you have come up through the ranks as uh, education director of the Festival Singers And then, as director of the Institute for Healthy Singing, now the Institute for Healthy Singing and Voice Research. You are also now the executive associate director of the organization, which we say is the second in command of the entire Choral Foundation, now in three major metropolitan areas. You are now full time on the staff, and you're getting ready to lead a delegation from the Institute for Healthy Singing and Voice Research to Kenya. So amazing things have happened. No one can see how this has all changed more than you. Tell us about that change.
1: Well, I think the biggest um, maybe coup that I would like to talk about is that we now have the ability to give continuing education credit for the student intern program. Starting this year, anybody that wants to do the internship can also enroll in some graduate level credit hours And that took a bit of work to do, but we've accomplished it. And I think that's just going to give our interns more, you know, opportunities to make this program count for them and let other people know what we're doing here as well. So I'm very excited about that. The fact that so many of our interns also do go ahead and get further education. Many of us have done a master's now um, in uh, vocal health. As a specialty and that translates also into uh, how the body dynamics work as far as being a conductor and what that um, shows to the chorus when they're singing under our direction. So those are some of the things that have just been uh, really fun to see develop over the years.
0: Well, you've done quite a bit of conducting yourself with the organization I think there is a recording of you directing Douglas Helvering's setting of Ave Maria. Doug Helvering was our composer in residence from 2002 to 2007 and wrote a number of pieces that we had the privilege of premiering before he'd camped to uh, New Jersey and the Westminster Choir College faculty. This Ave Maria was one that he wrote during his teen years, actually. It's quite brilliant. Several of us have conducted it, but the one that we chose for recording is the one under the direction of Jamia Sale. Ave Maria by R. Douglas Helvering, performed by the William Baker Festival Singers on our album The Heart Worships at Christmas under the direction of Executive Associate Director Jamia Sale.
6: was just so good to hear again. I remember singing that back in 2019 and it's just such a beautiful piece and I remember in St. Mary's just how wonderful it was to sing that. It's just great to hear it again.
0: Nicole, you had a very special internship two-year period because you were a part of our organization in Atlanta. Uh, Our wonderful director there, Lynn Swanson, was your mentor and I remember the day that she met you, how impressed that she was with you and the guidance that she gave you as an organist, as a pianist, as a um, director of children's groups, and as a director of adult ensembles. And then we recruited you to come to Kansas City after you completed your college work at Kennesaw State University and lured you here with the promise of an internship. And the first time you conducted was in...
6: The National Cathedral. Wow, who gets to say that? I mean... (laughs) I never thought that I would conduct in a place like that. It's just incredible. Um, but yes, I, I've been very lucky to work with Lynn in Atlanta. I met both you and Lynn when I was 17, and I just kind of started getting into choir and just absolutely loving it. So I, I'm going through my college experience and then getting ready to graduate, I was looking at the University of Kansas um, for vocal pedagogy, And I remember you saying, well, why don't you just move to Kansas City and be the intern? And I said, no, thanks. I think I'll stay here in Atlanta. But I did come out for a visit. And wow, I mean, Kansas City has so much to offer for the arts. So I went home and I told my roommate I was moving after I graduated. (laughs) Um, But yeah, getting to work in the National Cathedral and with, you know, the festival singers touring in Washington, D.C., after you've only been with them for like, I think it was a month and a
0: half. Right, something like that. Something like
6: that was just incredible and a whirlwind experience.
0: Well, that was a wonderful year, that uh, 2018 and 2019, when we had the privilege of recording those two albums. And then we started, I think, with you having, well, I think Jamia was the first one that had a two-year internship. Most of them at the time had been one year. And we've discovered and kind of decided that our preference is to do this as a two-year program. And then in your second year as choral intern, um, we had the privilege of performing with Sir Andrew Davis and the concert of Ed Fraser Davis's music in Hellsburg Hall. And then in March, the world shut down.
6: Yes, it did. It was so sad. But even having shut down, I mean, I still got so many experiences from my first year and the first couple of months until March happened. And you know, singing at Helzberg Hall. So it's been a great experience, and I learned so much from that.
0: You had an opportunity also to uh, work with the chorus and with our friend uh, Victoria Botero, and uh, as we began to develop more of an interest in programming and in uh, Spanish music and music of Spanish composers it led to the creation of Voces Festivas, our Spanish language ensemble, uh, we had the privilege of Working with you as you conducted uh, the Spanish Christmas Carol, Ala Nanita. So I'd like for us to hear now Ala Nanita, an arrangement by Robert the William Baker Festival Singers, under the direction of choral intern Nicole Winnie Williams.
1: Oh, that was fun to uh, sing that with you, Nicole. That was A La Nanita, performed by the William Baker Festival singers and directed by Nicole Winnie-Williams.
0: And it is on our album, The Heart Worships at Christmas. And then for the 2021 season, Megan Moore came to us on the recommendation of Dr. Anthony Maglione at William Jewell College. And Dr. Maglione said to me, Bill... I love the choral intern program that you have, and I've got just the right person. So I reached out to Megan, and we went back and forth during that summer, that summer of 2020, when a lot of things were shut down, and the festival singers made the decision that we would not be shut down. And Megan got to be you got to be in the role of choral intern when everything was weird.
5: Yes, that that would be the correct statement for that.
0: <laughs> I remember doing rehearsals, wearing masks, and people spread out eight feet apart and using the entire uh, nave of the Countryside Christian Church. And, and uh, so what were some of the, of course, we all know there were a lot of regular challenges but what were some of the challenges being in the role of the intern and in conducting in that situation
5: yeah um, there were there were moments when um, when I walked in and knew two people in the festival singers and didn't know what their faces looked like until the next year when we got to take <laughs> masks off um, and it, it was interesting standing on the podium. And, um and just looking out at a sea of eyes and you you don't know and I've um, conducted other choirs since then but you don't realize how important it is as a conductor to connect to singers through their facial expressions um so that was probably one of one of my biggest challenges um was was getting feedback without being able to to see a whole lot um similarly, because we had to spread out, being able to hear was, was really difficult, especially in places like, um, the gold dome cathedral in Kansas city, which is just so cavernous that the sound just goes everywhere. So, um, keeping everybody together at the same time while singing was, was a particular challenge. Um, on, on the flip side though, I do want to say that it taught me how important it is, um, it taught me how important it is that choirs are a community um, and that no matter the challenges we face, we're working together and singing together toward a common goal.
0: I remember that year that we did concerts out the window of the Choral Foundation Center there in Roland Park during the summer. Every Sunday afternoon, we would put singers in the windows, spread nine feet apart and sing to people sitting in lawn chairs the parking lot and i remember all of the things that so many people did and how they rallied around you and how they loved you and and the wonderful um perspective that you brought to us um megan conducted uh the Faré cantique de Jean Racine, and we did a an arrangement of it with piano and with um With cello that my friend George Butler in Atlanta had created. And the cellist, and I can't remember his name right now, who who performed it under Megan, said to me that that is one of the most tender and insightful and just pure, loving and devotional interpretations I've ever heard of that piece of music. It was just a lovely, lovely thing.
5: Well, you're making me tear up over here, Bill. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what it is is what it is. <laughs> and
5: honestly, I I want to say that um a conversation with you in one of our lessons inspired that where you encouraged me um that I I was so an such an analytical person that I was really focused on notes and rhythms and dynamics and you encouraged me to take the next step of really understanding the meaning of the piece and the text that we were singing so I went home and I I really dug into it and um and felt that piece um on on a deeper level so I think that that really helped carry over into that performance.
0: Well let's hear that. This is the Cantique de Jean Racine by Gabrielle Farre, performed by the William Baker Festival singers during the COVID year at the Holy Angels Catholic Church in the town of Baysher, Kansas, under the direction of choral intern Megan Moore.
6: Megan, that was beautiful. Everything that we talked about with the interpretation of that is absolutely true. It was just wonderful, um, and I really liked a point that you brought up um, about working with bill and lessons because that is such a huge part of this internship. Is having a weekly lesson, working through the pieces that you are conducting for that year, um, because you have a piece of paper and you have notes and rhythms on the page and what the conduct or what the composer has put on there, um, and a lot of people try to do it perfectly because we want to do it right. Um, But what this internship tries to teach you is that, yes, there is what the composer intended, but then you have to take it to the next level and you have to take some risks and make it your own and work with your group to make it music. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. So thank you for bringing that point up.
1: I think it would be really fun to take a minute and just talk about what the program has meant to each of us and what kind of um, little tip or wish that we might have for the next intern coming along because we're now taking applications and Bill's going to talk more about that. But um, I think for me, one of the things um, that I would want a person to know coming into the situation is to be open and um, whatever you can do to let go of the self-doubt and Know that you're going to be loved and accepted, um, even by a group of people who many of them are so professional um, and have so much of their own capability to share.
4: I agree with what Jamia just said. Um, When I started this program, I was coming from a place of intense self-doubt in my conducting. Um, I was told in my undergrad that I should quit the profession and pick something else um, by someone who was supposed to be a mentor. Um, and so after joining the festival singers in the 2018 twenty nineteen season and watching how the group treated both Nicole and Megan finally gave me the confidence to step into this role. Um, and I've nothing but support and love has come from this group, and I'm so grateful for that. and I would love for the next person to know that you can take risks and we will be there smiling and uh, very excited for them. <laughs>
5: um, I think one thing that I gained from my internship, like Emily was talking about and Christine mentioned earlier, is just 50 new family members that will love you and support you no matter what. Um, having that experience has uh, really, really been phenomenal to me. As for advice that I would give to an intern coming into the program, Um, Just be present and enjoy every moment that you have working with such a phenomenal group, talent-wise and also personality-wise. What Megan said again um, is just this is such a
6: loving group and they're there to support you and they're there to cheer you on and watch you grow. Um, So I guess my advice would kind of be along the same lines is to don't be afraid to take risks. Just be yourself and fill the room with your... Presence in your person and interact with each other and interact with the music and make it a fun experience and not something that has to be perfect, but an experience of growth.
2: That covers most of what I was thinking as well. But I would add um, to be ready for it to change you, and maybe even change your life. Um, uh, when people say things like that, I'm always like, "Yeah, sure, it's going to change my life," but it really did. Um, I truly believe I would be on a completely different path without this organization and without this internship. And I always laugh a little bit in auditions when Bill says, you know, that this will have a huge impact on your life. And he's 100%
1: correct. And that would be my advice. Just be open to let it change you. I'll just go ahead and put into just to kind of frame this a little bit that Christine mentioned auditions. And so a new student intern coming in can expect to be involved in every level of the organization. So you you kind of turn the page from being a singer in an ensemble to being a professional right away. Um, And you get to join in with making personnel decisions, handling auditions, understanding what the day-to-day workings are, setting schedules, picking repertoire. And that's something that we'll be explaining to the next person coming along, Bill.
3: Yes.
0: And um, that's I think one of the most important things about this program, as I said before, is the real world experience. You know, choosing repertoire, of our choral interns begin with music that our staff assigns to them. But by the middle of the internship, the repertoire that they are conducting is music that they have chosen. And when we start out, our interns begin with music that the staff has gotten started. And by the middle of the program, they are starting music from the very beginning and working with a, a highly professional ensemble, but an ensemble that is always in the act of creating. One of my favorite quotes of Robert Shaw and and our chorus members and our staff are probably wearied of hearing me say it is Robert Shaw once said that if we believe there is a loving creator, then we have to believe that somewhere, somehow, he is still about his business of loving and creating and we have sought here to create an environment where there is loving and there is creating and i hope that someone hearing this podcast will decide that they would like to apply for this program applications are being received right now for the 2325 choral intern and those applications can come to us by email at mail, M A I L, at festivalsingers.org, or by calling the Coral Foundation Center at 913 488 7524. You've been listening to Choral Conversations coming to you from the Jane Sullivan Choral Resource Library, the William Baker Choral Foundation in Roland Park, Kansas. This is a copyrighted broadcast, but it's a copyrighted broadcast that we want you to share with everyone that you know who loves music and who wants to learn more about it, wants to be an enthusiast for it with us and to celebrate it with
3: us.